Episode 4, Gina Lynn Bowman. In 1978, we saw a major advancement in technology for entertainment. That year, Sony would introduce a piece of personal entertainment known as the Walkman, something that would affect our lives for years to come. 1978 also saw its fair share of tragedy. That November, we saw what is still considered one of the biggest incidents of its kind in modern history. Largely termed as a mass suicide, the People's Temple, led by Jim Jones in Guyana, would see 909 people killed. Most of those were children. This incident would introduce a term that I'm sure most are familiar with, which is drink the Kool-Aid. Even though that's not entirely correct, they were drinking Flavor-Aid, not Kool-Aid, and they weren't exactly doing it on their own terms. A lot of these people were forced to drink poison-laced Flavor-Aid at gunpoint. 1978 is a year that Oklahoma Highway Patrol remembers, even now, as its deadliest year. By the end of the year, they would see six of their troopers killed. Three of them were killed during a gunfight with prison escapees from McAllister Prison. Then about a month later, two troopers would be killed in a freak accident while in a plane patrolling an area. Two weeks later, another trooper would be killed in a car wreck. That year still affects how Oklahoma Highway Patrol trains their troopers, even today. In the middle of all that, we saw a really young girl named Gina Lynn Bowman murdered. Gina was 20 years old when she was found murdered in July of 1978 in a small town named Faxon, which is about 10 miles outside of Lawton. Today, Jen and I will discuss Gina's murder along with Raven Rollins of the Sirens podcast. Today, we also have our second guest who we're pretty excited about, who is Raven Rollins from Happy. the Sirens podcast. Hello, you can't see me waving. I feel dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if they could see the things that we do when we report podcasts. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> so in our Murder in the Summer podcast, we're today we're going to be talking about Gina Lynn Bowman, who died in the Lawton area in, well, she was found in July of 1978. There's not a super ton out there about Gina. I actually found Gina on accident. Yeah, it's the best way to find cases. I mean, really. Did you just stumble on this one or did somebody suggest this one? Oh, nobody suggested it. I don't know if anybody, I don't even know if Lawton remembers about Gina. I think we found her when we started looking into Lawton, serial killer. I was going to ask you about that. Maybe this is a question for later, but how this one is not included in the Lawton serial killer one. Like, how do you know this one is definitely not part of that? I suppose we don't. Not really. I think timeline probably. Yeah. I, I, at some point we had to cut off, we had to do a timeline cut off and, and we determined that probably like the late 80s to the early 90s was probably when the killings known as the Lawton serial killings began. Ah, okay. So just like timeline wise, okay. she doesn't fit. On July 1st, 1978, a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a farmer. It's always a farmer. Oh, farmers. Gotta love gotta love the farmers. <laughs> this time it's not a fancy farmer. It's just a regular old <laughs> farmer. Um, <laughs> noticed that a the door to one of his grain bins to his farm was open and he went to go kind of figure out why. And he f finds a body. Probably more than he bargained for. That's 
not what you want to find in your barn. No. And she was she wasn't she wasn't freshly dead. She's pretty decomposed. No, and that's another thing is I get so he found her on like Sunday. Mm-hmm. But had been out there on the previous Monday and said he thought he smelled something strange, but didn't see a body. Like the last time that he was out there, but he just didn't check it out. Oh no. I guess. Now this wasn't Oh no. I guess they were still working the farm and apparently utilizing the grain bin, but they there was a house out there but nobody was living there. Yeah, that's what I found too. Oh. Everything states that the house was abandoned. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sometimes it'll say that she was found, like, at the house, but she wasn't. She was found, like, propped up against the grain bin. Yeah. The, like, you know, those oh. old-school metal, corrugated metal grain bins. One of her arms and one of her legs was, like, propping open the door to the grain bin. Okay, that's weird. It is a little strange because, as a murderer, you shouldn't need to go into a grain bin. <laughs> Have someone prop it open for you after you've murdered Do them. Do we think she was she was posed on purpose? No, I don't think so. Nothing about her autopsy says that she was posed on purpose. So weird. Do we think that maybe she was killed inside of the grain bin somehow and then tried to drag them out? Drag her out? They think she was killed somewhere else. Okay. And then put That's there. That's so strange that she would be propping open the... That's weird. I mean, I look, I'm a city girl. I've never had to open a green bin. I don't know how difficult they are to open. They're not that hard. Yeah, it's not that it's not that difficult. So I guess maybe if she was propped up against it, is it possible maybe the wind opened it or an animal opened it while they were yeah. investigating the situation? I mean, yeah, you do have a so, lot of animals going in and out through there, especially like rats trying to get in there and stuff and I don't know, it's possible. That's probably why the farmer was curious as to why it was open it's yeah. possible. honestly so she was found naked except for a tennis shoe on one foot and a sock on the other foot and even more oddly a pair of jeans that had been wrapped around her neck that's what they think she was killed with they think she was strangled presumably with her own jeans since she wasn't yeah and them. then her halter top it was blue and green and it was found near the scene. In some of the newspaper articles, it states she was only found in a halter top. But I think they uh, broke the news too soon and didn't have all the details. At first, they don't know who she is. Because there's no identification. Because, you know, she's naked. What year was this again? On this green bin. 78. 78. Okay. Okay. Back. Way back. Okay. So what they do have is, you know, they have a really good set of teeth. Not so great fingerprints. They said that they were going to try to rehydrate to do some fingerprints. And they have a class ring that says... Yeah, Wingfield High. Which is in Mississippi. It's in Jackson, Mississippi. At that point... And they identify her in 1978 decently quickly. It was only five days. Well, I I read apparently that Wingfield is the only high school named Wingfield High School in the United States. There's only one. That is true. Mm-hmm. That is true. I read that as well. And then uh, her initials were inscribed on the inside. Uh, well, her maiden initials. Yeah. So it wasn't initials. JLB. It was JLA because her maiden name was Anderson. Yeah. 
So they think she was out there since June 22nd or 23rd. So they think she was out there for like eight days before she gets found. She was super decomposed because it's like the height of summer. And this is, you said this was on just like a farm that the house was abandoned. So how many people knew about this property? I mean, it's in Faxon, which is kind of a small rural place. It's about 10 miles outside of Lawton. I mean, anybody that knows the area would have known, I guess. We probably would have had to have known the area at least to know that like nobody's coming back to the house for a minute. Yeah, that nobody lives there. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my guess. I would think so. So what's interesting, though, is apparently law enforcement said that prior to her death, Gina kept reporting to them that she believed someone was trying to kill her. And no one took it seriously. No, because Gina is, quote... A girl who had a problem. problem. Yeah, that's what several articles say. A problem with what? Well, apparently at one point she had reported a execution type murder and when they went to investigate it, it wasn't true. And so now they don't believe her whenever she says anything. Whoa. Yeah, it does appear that Gina was was suffering some some kind of mental issues. It looks like she was getting whatever help was kind of available for the time. In the area, she had some stays at Talaferro Mental Health Center, which is like the mental health hospital for that southern part of Oklahoma. Okay. Was she diagnosed with anything? Like schizophrenia? If she was, it doesn't say. She was apparently homeless, though, at the time that she died. So she had gotten Mm -hmm. married to a guy named Steve. God, it's always Steve. (laughs) Uh, She had gotten married to a guy named Steve in January of 1978. And it does look like they knew each other from Mississippi. They get married in Arkansas. I'm not sure why, but that's where they get married. By June, they are separated, divorced, what have you. Wow. Very short-lived. That's, yeah, not long at all. I'm guessing it's because she was starting to exhibit signs of mental illness. Very much could be that, yeah. That's so sad that some people just don't want to deal with it. they just much rather leave than deal with it. Well, I mean, back then it was such a stigma. And it's also really possible he didn't know what the hell was yeah. going on. He was young. He was only like yeah, 18. He was younger than her. I'm assuming he just didn't know how to handle it because it seems like she was likely exhibiting signs of schizophrenia. Yeah, that's what I was wondering is if that was her diagnosis. I mean, nobody makes up an execution murder out of nowhere, especially if you don't really know anybody no. in the area. My guess is that she had some visual hallucinations going on. Were there details on on that? Like, who she was supposing that this happened to? Or was it just like, oh, there was, I just saw a guy get executed. Do we know anything like that? No, but look, I'm going to be real honest here in saying that it's in Lawton. <laughs> Well, (laughs) I mean, they say it didn't happen and that it's not true, but I mean, you you never know. It could very possibly be something that she did see. She was unhoused. She was living on the streets. There are people that would take advantage of her mental state. Oh, yeah. 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 they, They, I mean, if she witnessed something like that and it's someone local, even they'd probably know that she was, you know, not stable. And yeah. Just go, oh, I don't need to worry. I don't need to worry about that. Uh huh. Exactly. Call it what it is. Bodies tend to disappear in Lawton. I wouldn't be completely shocked if she witnessed something and then police came back and there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I am curious, though, if 
I mean, if she's exhibiting signs of schizophrenia, if legitimately somebody was trying to kill her. Yeah. That's the question, though, right? Because she ends up dead. And that is kind of a classic paranoid schizophrenic thing is the aliens are coming. Someone's trying to kill me. Someone's listening to me. Those are like the big three. If you know, you know, that she has this issue already, it's so easy to gaslight yeah. that. It is so easy to take advantage of it. It's absolutely true. Yeah. So there's no telling. And the cops kind of did that when she gets murdered because they were like it wouldn't shock me anything this girl said this was a girl who had a problem yeah man but i mean <sighs> i have it in quotes a girl who had a problem because it was in that's so horrible it was in so many articles it was also in a lot of articles is that murder victim was well known to police kind of leading yeah. people to assume that she was a criminal of some kind it also kind of makes you think that like the media was like oh don't worry about this one because she was known to police yeah. like you guys don't need to worry about exactly. it exactly i think that if they knew who she was right off the bat if she had had her identification we would have never known about this murder because it probably wouldn't have made papers yeah I yeah agree. i think there are like super vulnerable people out there they get taken advantage of every day so it would not surprise me if that's the case in this that she was you know that's my feeling too another interesting tidbit that i got from the jackson paper was that when she was found she was also covered with straw what yeah and mississippi has all the tea as if she had been inside of the barn well grain elevators don't have hay in them. no no it would have had to have been a barn or something that she was in or field there was a barn nearby maybe that's where she was killed and then placed maybe she was sleeping in the barn that's also a thing oh. if she were a local she probably would have known for sure that that barn was abandoned and she could stay there the thing is she wasn't she wasn't local to where she was found this is like 10 miles outside of lawton maybe she heard about it from someone someone local or something and just thought that's a great place to stay someone on the street Maybe. especially if you don't have a house you don't have a home like anywhere's gonna be a good place to stay for the night yeah man i was really happy when i found that article because they had way more details about her murder than any of the other articles i found yeah so it says the farmhouse was on oklahoma 36 four miles west of us 277 I mean, she would still have to have gotten there somehow, even if she was like, if she overheard that that would be a good place to stay, like, she probably wouldn't have walked there. Well, I mean, this was the age of hitchhiking. Yeah. No. Someone had to have seen her, yeah. dropped her off there, you know? I don't know where Highway 36 is, so, like, I don't know if it's, like, well-traveled. I'm sure it is. Maybe it was back then. Yeah. Back then, I'm sure it was, because highways were it that's all we have i'm real curious say. about this whole covered in straw thing like how covered is covered like does it look like she maybe she rolled around in straw or <laughs> straw sticks to you really well let me tell you it does but like does it look like somebody tried to cover her up with straw or does it look like she had a roll in the hay with straw yeah. uh, i'm going to assume that if she was like covered up they would say buried in straw or something like that yeah it just says covered in straw so yeah, i'm just gonna assume that it looks like she took a nice little roll i'm real upset about this autopsy you didn't say anything about straw <laughs> does it say anything that's unusual or sticks out not really they did cut off her hands to take fingerprints so you're welcome for that what, what? 
Looks so shit, but that's totally a thing that they do. They do. That's right. They do that. In fact, in the next case we're going to talk about, they did the same thing. That's how they identified her. That's. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like in the movies, you see him just like taking the hand and nicely, like getting the prince. And no, you're telling me they chop him off. They were like, I'm going to save this for later. Yeah. Yeah. Because what they do is they have to rehydrate the hand. Oh my yeah. gosh. If there's enough tissue in the actual hand, they'll help rehydrate it as is. But like, you know, you've seen on bones, well, they'll take the skin off and they'll put it on your gloved hand. That's totally a thing. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense, though. So I was just, <laughs> I watched them do that at the body farm. That was like one of the only days that, that's the only day that got me. That, that about got me. Weird. I was like, you put that man's <laughs> hand on your hand. That's not okay. You are wearing him like a condom. I can't. I would love to go to one of those. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's, 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 <laughs> oh it's, my goodness. It's, it's very icky. Silence of the Lambs. It's, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> she was strangled with her own jeans. That's what they've come to the conclusion of that's what we're kind of left to assume i mean they don't really say they were john's jeans they just well, say they're jeans but the autopsy says that she did die by strangulation uh the autopsy says cause of death is probable strangulation and they couldn't oh, they probable. couldn't determine whether or not she was sexually assaulted either because she well she was so decomposed they couldn't decide yeah. they couldn't even see if there were ligature marks because she was so decomposed it makes me wonder if this the autopsy report was influenced by how they found her because they probably would have just said well we don't know if they hadn't known well um it was done at the lawton clinic it wasn't done <laughs> by a medical examiner it was done by just your regular old doctor there you go okay which isn't surprising for the time yeah um, she was also known to stay at the Salvation Army shelter uh, there in Lawton, and she was staying with people from a church at some point. I have a lot of questions about the husband. I I'm going to be real honest, because what the hell happened that your wife is having some clear issues and you're not really trying to get her help you're just kicking her out in a place that she doesn't know anybody yeah like why didn't he send her home to her family i mean at the very least he could have done that right yeah yeah especially since they were both from the same place yeah that is kind of odd isn't it where where did steve go what's up with steve why isn't steve a suspect where did steve go do we know where steve went no idea where steve went he just left did he go home steve fucked off i don't know he's i don't know That's where he so went. interesting he might still be alive i don't know he just, he doesn't help with the investigation at all. He Did, did he go identify <laughs> no. her body or anything? No, they identified her with her class ring and they had fingerprints from, they had booked her into the jail for something. And he clearly- They do dental records? I think they did do dental records because they had her teeth. <laughs> That's another thing they did. They took her teeth out. Yeah. They didn't x-ray her teeth. They took them out. Well, that's a little unusual, honestly. I've never heard that before. Yeah. It says central incisors have partially fallen out and will be bagged. And then it, it like goes on to say that teeth will be excised for possible examination. Not really sure how they plan on examining them after they take them out, but Huh. I wonder if they meant all of them or just the ones that were loose. Well, they said the the 
the other teeth. Or they said the they were going to take up the teeth, and then they said they were going to bag. I wonder. So, I have literally never heard of that I've happening never heard before. I wonder if she was so decomposed that it was their only choice, and so they had like ended up building her a new jaw for forensic purposes. No, man. No? they should. They should have done an X-ray okay. for that. It that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem like they would probably have the resources to do something yeah. like that. That's <laughs> so can strange. See is them taking out her teeth and just like arranging them on a table Ugh. and being like, I guess it matches. We did it. We're the best examiners ever. <laughs> Jeez. It's totally a Lawton thing. That's a Lawton thing to do. God. Like think- reading this autopsy. Do you mm. think that they basically just didn't care. They didn't take it seriously. I don't think that any real effort was put forth to figure out who killed this girl. It doesn't sound like it. Especially if the police is saying, oh, we knew her, don't worry about it. And then the media says, oh, the police said they knew her, so don't worry about it. Then why wouldn't this just regular doctor be like, all right, well, I don't have to do just a whole bunch here. Especially when cut off her hands and pull her teeth and move on. (laughs) There's no. Let me get. I did something. (laughs) Jeez. And like, there's no family out there trying to advocate for her. Her husband fucked off somewhere. So. I wonder. Did you guys find anywhere? Like, how long was it before her family was even notified of her death? There's nothing about her family. Well, they buried her. Yeah. They buried her because they did the obituary. Yeah. Okay. But it's not. And the obituary was on the 5th of July. Yeah. So did they take her home to bury her? They did. Yeah. Okay. So somebody notified them somehow. And man, they, they used her married last name. I wouldn't have given him the satisfaction. Well, I guess the, they they knew to to contact her family because they knew which high school she went to. So it'd probably been a really easy identification. That would be my assumption. Yeah. They probably called Because that's the picture that we have is from her yearbook. Yeah. You know, in the articles, they're like, we have no suspects. And, you know, sitting here right now, that doesn't quite seem to be the case. Um, I can think of at least one suspect you have and his name's Steve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All those people that were staying at the Salvation Army. Yeah. I'm guessing he wasn't even interviewed in any way. Well, no, because he was probably a GI and, you know, they couldn't possibly. No, they give him a lot of free passes. Especially back then. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. They give him a lot of free passes now. I know. Yeah. So that's it. That's all we know about about her. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's really nothing else. We can't find a lot. They just, they just hadn't, they had no suspects, stopped looking. The police said we have no suspects. I guess we're done. Yeah. And I can't find anything much about her on uh, Ancestry. She was so young when she died. So there's not a lot. I don't even think she had any siblings because like her obituary said she was survived by her parents and that's Mm -hmm. about it. I didn't find any siblings. Yeah. So well, and okay. I would like to dub her killer the Blue Jean Killer, because that's yeah certainly something I've never seen before. It's a really odd choice to strangle somebody with. It really is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I've never heard there that was a be... halter top. I mean, it's not impossible. There was a halter top but... right there. There's a halter top. There's yeah. I don't know your hands. Anything seem easier than jeans that are just so unflexible shoes shoelaces and you said so her mm-hmm. her feet she had one sock on one foot and then a shoe on another foot but no sock under that shoe i have no idea i assume there was a sock it makes me wonder where the hell's her other <laughs> shoe 
<laughs> Where's her? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's just so strange. Where's her underwear? Did he take her underwear? Why didn't he strangle her with the underwear? That probably would have been easier too. That's a really good question. It must have been the piece, the article of clothing was closest whenever he decided I mean, to kill her. That has to be what it was. I mean, even manual strangulation isn't really that hard to do. So it's always strange yeah. to me when, when I hear that somebody's used something. Strangling somebody with jeans seems so hard. Yeah. I like the blue jean killer. I'm, I'm in for that one. Like as a criminologist, I'm not a huge proponent of giving them nicknames, but in this instance, I kind of feel like this guy might have earned it. Like it was a lot no, of work. a totally new thing. It was a lot of work. Yeah. I've never heard of that before, so maybe we should be looking at who else was killed with blue jeans. No kidding! That might be a huge, that's a huge calling card, right? At the very least, I feel like the cops could do a Google search, right? And maybe they could solve a murder. Jeez, and I'd be surprised if they still had her file. They probably don't. No, no, they probably no. don't. You guys have a tip box on your website, right? Yes. Yep. On our Facebook. So I'm guessing anyone out there knows anything which you probably don't but if you do um yeah but if you do if you definitely do, get with them i also have a tip box you can put a tips in in our tip box as well yeah you can also email us at throwawayspod at oklahomacoldcases.org even if you just knew her and didn't know anything about her murder we would love to know something more personal about Gina. i would absolutely i would love to know like, because obviously she was well known, um, because everybody said, oh, she had problems. Um, I would love to know some of the stories. Like, maybe if you knew her and heard some of her stories, you never know what is fact and what is not. I would love to hear some of those stories. Yeah, absolutely. For more true crime in Oklahoma, please tune into the Sirens podcast, which is available on any podcasting platform. We thank Raven Rollins very much for being a part of this episode. If you have any more questions about any of Oklahoma's cold cases, you can visit us either on Facebook by searching Oklahoma Cold Cases or by going to oklahomacoldcases.org. At oklahomacoldcases.org, we house Oklahoma's only publicly accessible database that houses all cold cases across the state. If you have any information about the murder of Gina Lynn Bowman, you can email us at throwawayspod at oklahomacoldcases.org. For the throwaways, my name is Amanda Newland Davis, and my partner's name is Jennifer Gregg.